Curtain Jerks here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Mark Warzeka. I'm Steve Sears. I'm Scott Narver. And we're all comedians living in Hollywood, and we're also all professional wrestling fans. And happy that you're here listening to us again for another episode. Gentlemen, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I feel good that I'm now uh, labeled a professional wrestling fan. Yeah. I am a wrestling fan, but now... I'm professional. Thank you for that. That's, it's good. You're in the upper tier, the upper echelon mm-hmm. now, Scott. I'm well, an I'm amateur back, wrestling fan. I'm back from my vacation, guys. I was on vacation. I went home to where so I'm from. Tan. <laughs> yeah, I got really tan in Michigan. I got that nice Detroit tan. <laughs> <laughs> but while I was gone, I'm disappointed because I missed SummerSlam. It was here in Los Angeles. I didn't get to go. You guys you went. didn't miss. You left. You specifically went away for it. I said, it came to you. That's true. You you made that crater in your life of missing SummerSlam. I said, I got SummerSlam's coming. I got to get out of town. I got to get the hell out of town. I got to get it's out of town. It's the biggest of slam of the summer. <laughs> it's bound to slam me. <laughs> the reverberations are going to be so great. I've got to get the fuck out of here. But I see on our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash curtain jerks, by the Ooh. way. Pretty, pretty smooth, huh? Mm-hmm. That's a new uh, social networking website, right? Facebook? Yeah, yeah, it's it's new. We've they've shut down Friendster now, Steve. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> this friend, we have been bombing Friendster for the last couple of weeks. You're gonna have Steve to close your Friendster account. Steve still doesn't quite get it. He calls himself the Friendster. Yeah, I am the friend. It's, it's not a it's not a social networking site. It's a social networking person. I just go around and I'm like, hey, how you doing? The Friendster brother. <laughs> as soon so, as you okay, said so that. You- I'm glad I didn't do what I was thinking, which was putting my hand out and trying to do the, uh, the sort of the, the Mega Bogan, the like, Mega Powers handshake. Yeah, the, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> so I was gone in Michigan. But anyways, I saw you guys' pictures, and of course I've listened to the podcast while I've been gone, especially the SummerSlam one. And you guys met Pat Patterson. You met John Laurinaitis. You met dudes from Tough Enough. Mm-hmm. I missed out on a lot of fun. You missed out on a lot of fun. You missed out uh, the chaperone bus that we got to see up close and personal. Oh, yeah. I think we also we went to John Cena's bus. We didn't tell anybody about this. We went to John Cena's bus, and there was a bunch of kids just screaming <laughs> at his bus. Well, how did you even know it's his bus? Well, I I saw a, a bunch of kids running all the way to this parking structure, and I was like, running children, I have to chase them. So I chased after Creepy. them. Creepy. <laughs> then gotten Steve arrested many times in the past, by the way. But earlier we saw uh, Cena walking across the parking lot with a handler, and he hadn't changed. He, was still he in says we. Going. Steve went on his own and didn't tell any of us where he was going. <laughs> I had a I had a scoop. I had a hunch. I had to go on him. I yeah, had to check with my job sources. not telling any of us. I, you, you, Scott, you were the first person who showed up. You know that. Yeah, when I did when tell I you what was going on. I called you after 15 minutes going, where the fuck are you? <laughs> well, Scott was the first person to find me, and he, I should have him a prize and when because he found it, it you, took you, everyone else 45 minutes to get to this those children structure. stopped screaming and by that point i heard no screaming children <laughs> so when you found scott uh, when you found steve he was outside the john cena bus with a bunch of children Covered he was up blood. on a higher bridge uh <laughs> above the bus and did Just you like see on a walkway did you see john cena coming in or out of the bus i saw his handler closing the door but how do you know it's his bus? Because there was all these kids yelling John Cena at this bus. <laughs> Maybe it was the Randy Orton or the Big Show bus. They have buses. Yeah. It's true. They do have buses, but I don't think they all share. Their buses are famous. Their buses have been featured on television. That's true. I, I believe one, was one of them blown up? That was the DX bus, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the DX Express. Well, anyway, after imagine you've just done the main event at SummerSlam, and you're exhausted, sure. and you've lost. Mm-hmm. And so you go to this bus, and like you hear like kids like cheering your name, and then they turn to like pleading screams of "Come out of the bus! Come out of the bus, John! We still love you, John Cena! Get out of the bus!" 
and it's just little kids like their parents holding them up on the like the like dangerously like Michael Jackson over a, a balcony and they're just screaming at him and I was like god that's maybe the life isn't that great because he was trapped in his bus after a show having kids screaming and it went from like adoration to just maliciousness like get out of the bus you know I, I want to point out that Meredith is seething right now because you went and found where John Cena was and Meredith. you didn't tell her Meredith, our sound engineer and John Cena fan. <laughs> fan or lover? Let's just clarify real quick. <laughs> Whoa. But, you know, I think WWE should do, uh, you know, they're running out of DVD titles. They should just do one about buses. <laughs> <laughs> and just sort of like MTV's Cribs, but a WWE buses. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes it's the RVs and other times it's the tiny hotel rooms. And then it's quick driving montages of people in their rental cars. And then DVD extra features of the drivers for these buses. Yeah, I like to uh, I like to drive them to and from their locations. Sometimes the hotel. Sometimes I like to get a little something to eat. I mean, it's just life, you know. Randy Orton's a good guy. Uh, I drive him around. He's the uh, God. What does he call himself in the back there? Apex Predator. More like Apex Passenger. Am I right? Uh, I don't want to say anything. That guy lurks around. He's really quiet. Oh. He might uh, he uh. He RKO'd his wife on the bus. Hey, are we going to get paid for these extras? No, there's no pay for this, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was looking at the pictures online, and you guys took a picture with Pat Patterson. It was you guys, Scott and Steve and Brett and Pat Patterson. And what cracked me up about the picture is Pat Patterson has a pack of Marlboro Reds in his hand. (laughs) He was about to smoke us all out. He was, <laughs> and we like we wanted to we wanted to show him how tough we were, so we went out and all tried to smoke cigarettes with him, and it was just coughing and throwing up all over the place. I ate mine. <laughs> I tried to show him how tough I was. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I could smoke it, sure, but and then I ate it, and I got really sick. Well, I look. I was resigned to not seeing SummerSlam. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm away. I'm on vacation. I'm in Michigan. I'm not gonna be able to see SummerSlam. I'm staying with family. Nobody even. I can't order pay per view at their house. I'm not gonna be like, I gotta watch SummerSlam. And actually, I gotta watch SummerSlam. <laughs> it's the biggest slam of the summer. Come on, guys, Dad. <laughs> I showed all my family that commercial, the SummerSlam commercial where the wrestlers are rising up out of the water. It's like, come on, guys. Don't you want to watch it now? <laughs> Isn't this a great teaser package? Come on. They're so wet. <laughs> no, I figured I'm not going to see it. Right? And my girlfriend actually flew in and she vacationed with me for a few days. So, so she made sure you yeah, weren't going to see it. There's absolutely no she, way you were going to watch right, it. Right. I should restate, as I've mentioned many times on the show, my girlfriend absolutely hates wrestling. Has never watched it ever. When it's come on for like, like literally, if we've been hanging out and I flip to the channel for like two seconds, she makes me change it. So we, does it make you like wrestling more? Is it like or a, be more defiant that you like? Uh, she just walks passion? out of the kitchen and then you mute the TV and then you just turn it on real quick, like, ooh, what's Miz doing? Yes, and then I hump the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I hump it. A secret passion is really the wrong word. I should have said. And I go, you're who I really a, love. A sexual obsession is what it might be. <laughs> so she's so in town, awesome. And she just got in town. And I said, let's go bar hopping. Because in this, in, this, uh, in Dearborn, Michigan, there's a, a bunch of bars I used to hang out at. And I said, let's go hang out at the bars. And she said, that'll be fun. And I said, we'll just kind of bar hop. All these bars are close to each other. And she said, that'll be great. So we go out to eat. We go over to the first bar. This is like 930 Eastern time. We're walking in the first bar. This is a bar I hung out in for years and years. And we're walking up to it. And I look in, and I'm looking at the front windows. And there used to be a bunch of pool tables in the front. And instead, the pool tables are covered up. And there's people sitting at the pool tables drinking and eating. Like they put the boards down so they were tables? Yeah, and they're all watching something on TV. 
And I look. So in, they were pool table tables. They were pool table tables. Yep. Okay. And uh, I look in. They're watching fucking SummerSlam <laughs> <laughs> on the first. They're watching SummerSlam. I went, oh my god, they're watching SummerSlam. So we go in the bar. I go, what's going on? Because when I lived there, they never showed wrestling pay per views at this bar, never. So I go, we, I go, what's up? And they're like, yeah, SummerSlam. It's been started at eight, and um, they have, but they have this part of the bar blocked off, and it's packed. There's a ton of people in there watching it, and it's, but you can't see it from the regular bar. You got to pay a five dollar cover. So my girlfriend's like, let's stay and watch SummerSlam. And I'm like, no, oh, no, no, you don't. That's, oh. I go, I go, no, we don't have to. She goes, let's say. So she pays the cover and we go in and we watch the two main events of SummerSlam. And I got to hear her commentary of wrestling, which she never watches before. Stupid. So Fucking gay. stupid. These, why don't stupid. they just kiss each other? Dumb. You know, she, like, she, well, I didn't know her put sister. your hand in his butt already. <laughs> I didn't know that her sister was there. <laughs> you know, she did watch Tough Enough with me. I should say that as a caveat. She did watch this season's Tough Enough with me, but that was it. But anyway, she kind of liked the Randy Orton Christian match, especially the finish. She got excited at the finish, which was pretty cool. And then she was intrigued and clearly attracted to both John Cena and CM Punk. <laughs> clearly? Yeah, but Meredith, she's not on the same, but she said that John Cena looks like a gorilla. And if she had to choose... <laughs> if she had to choose between the two, she would rather hook up with CM Punk. That's what she said. Whoa. She thought CM Punk was sexy. Although she did think that he like didn't look like a regular wrestler and that he had like a bit of belly fat. She was commenting on his stomach. Oh, this is Mark. Uh, tell us what are these sleeves you just got? What's you got some tattoos? On yeah, your I see a Pepsi uh, logo there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, right. And I can see a skull on your pecs I've or your mesh T-shirt. I've gone straight edge, everybody. <laughs> straight edge. And then the, the finish of SummerSlam was cool, and it was fun to watch it with a big crowd. Mm -hmm. Everybody got real into the finish with Nash and Del Rio, and that was my SummerSlam, gentlemen. That That's sounds exciting. like a, that sounds like a really good SummerSlam experience. I got to see the two main events, and they were pretty damn good. And yeah. in a bar. And for five bucks a whack. Yeah. That's five way, bucks a whack. Yeah. Brett paid way more than that <laughs> for his whacking. That's true. Brett paid a lot more for his live SummerSlam And tickets. missed out on recording a show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brett is not here today, by the way, as people can hear. Well, let's get Oh, in. come on, guys. Let's just turn his mic on. I think we've got on far enough. <laughs> He's starting to cry. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into some of the news. And, of course, when we do the news on this show, it's just news that's interesting to us. This is not a comprehensive look at pro wrestling news. It's stuff that's going on that's interesting to us. And well, we're wondering what's going on with Sin Cara. You know, he, he, this, Sin Cara was formerly known as Mystico. He's the biggest st star in professional wrestling in the world outside of WWE. And he... Uh, in the world? Yeah. Is that substantial? Is that... Well, sure, there's wrestling in Canada. I, I thought you were going to just say I Mexico. The, I think the Bushwhackers are still going, Mark. I, you know... <laughs> are they? They've got, the world <laughs> yeah. they've got the world lifting their arms. They work independent shows in New Zealand every now and then. Yeah, they're <laughs> licking their fans all over the globe. But it, but Sin Cara was suspended, and then WWE had another guy come in and play Sin Cara, uh, whose name is Hunico, I think. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Hunico. Hunico. And then and then Hunico. Mystico may be coming back French as Sin Cara, but we don't know what was going on. But Sin Cara, our loyal listeners will know, mm -hmm. he is a friend of the show. Yeah. Well, he's closer friends with Steve. Right. Right. Like I mean, Steve, you know, it's like a Han Solo Chewbacca sort of thing. Yeah. I speak fluent Spanish. I can understand it. I can't speak it, though. 
And Steve, right. you've hooked it up before. We've had Sinkar on the show twice already, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a couple times. Yeah. So we wanted to have him back on. Now, uh, Steve is going to be able to, he doesn't speak English, obviously, and he wears this mask and he has no face and can't talk. So but Steve is going to be able to translate. Steve is able to understand Sinkar. He's going to be able to translate. So actually, here he is right now. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, we- thanks. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Oh no, we're we're very glad that you're back on TV. I mean, it sounds like you probably had a. It's been a little bit of a bumpy road, but uh, oh, no problems there. Absolutely no problems at all. You're back for good. Oh, good. good. Yeah, he's saying that the majority of the like the wellness policy, all that stuff, it's it was a big misunderstanding, okay. and he is back for good now. Everything's fine. But he doesn't. He doesn't sound fine, Steve. He sounds different. He didn't sound like this the other times he was on the show. Uh, can't you? T- you know when a person's talking and you know that they're smiling, they're t- kind of talking like this. You can't hear that. He's having a great time. Well, the other times that he was on the show, all he was doing was. <laughs> he is living the dream, Mark. He just said that he's living the dream. He got to be one of the biggest stars in Mexico. Now he gets to be one of the biggest stars in the United States and the rest of the world. The other times he was on, he was only breathing, but he was breathing proudly and clearly, Steve. This is how he sounds horrible. He's very proud of what he's... Mark, I'm not going to tell you what he just said there, but he's, he just wants to let you know that he's back, and he's back for good. This Everything's is, fine. This is Sin Cara. This is Mystico. This is the real Sin Cara. Yeah, look at those biceps. The real Sinkar wasn't even this muscular. What are you talking about? Mystico's smaller than this guy. Mystico's saying that he put on a little bit of extra weight because they want him to be bigger for the American market. And the world market. It's world wrestling entertainment. Wait a minute. Somebody just knocked at the door. Oh, oh my God. What the hell? Two Sinkaras? I told you this wasn't the real Sinkara. Oh, my God. I'm, uh, Mr. Sinkara, I'm, I'm sorry. I couldn't tell the difference. I... Sinkar saying that they've had him locked up in Connecticut for the last three weeks. It's been cold turkey. He's been there trying to rehab him completely in Connecticut. Well, uh-oh. Uh-oh, the, the fake Sinkar is getting in with, with the uh, the new Sinkar. Yeah, guys, calm down. Hey, calm hey, down. Hey, guys. I, I don't know which one's which. They're going to do that flip move off the top. All right, that's it. Let's get them out of here. All right, goodbye. Kick them out. Get out of here. Good. Thank you for. Thank. I don't know which one of you. Both Sinkaras, get out of here. Thank you very much for coming. Get the hell out of here. And they. they, Ow! Ow! Fuck! They landed on my leg. Are you okay, Scott? No, they pinned me down. I couldn't do anything. Ow! God. I'm sorry, guys. I thought that would have gone better. God. I got. That was a disaster. Speaking of disasters, Triple H has a new movie coming out. It's called Inside Out. We've put the trailer up on our Facebook, or yeah, it's it's on our Twitter and our Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's called Inside Out. It's a new WWE film, of course. It looks exactly like the Chaperone, but like not for kids. It's the same storyline though. It starts with Triple H getting out of prison, getting out of prison, and then he's got to go uh, back into his regular life, and he's got you know a wife and kid. He's going to try to like get back. He's got two kids now. Michael Rappaport also looks like his giant kid that he has to take care of and nurse. Michael Rappaport's playing a giant kid in every movie he's in. He's always somebody's like problem. It's like, yeah, whatever it is, you know, it's all right. It's cool, you know. Go back to high school, Michael Rappaport. I'm 58 years old, a kid. He he looks like a giant foot. (laughs) 
Well, you can check out the trailer for yourself. It's called Inside Out. And Steve thinks that there's a plot twist based on the trailer. Yeah, it's yeah. spoiler alert, guys. Ba- watching that trailer, it looks like Michael Rappaport's character is either a ghost or somehow doesn't exist. Like he's the imaginary friend of Triple H. Because every line that he says seems like it's just him narrating Triple H's life. I think Parker Posey uh, was on board for this movie, was really excited to do it. And then her agent probably told her, hey, uh, by the way, you're going to be working with somebody you've worked with before. She goes, oh, that's great. Who? Uh, it's that it's a wrestler guy, you know, from Blade Trinity that you did with. And she went, oh, fuck. Like, can I get out of this? And then she found out it was Triple H and was really disappointed because she was originally thinking it was Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, she's like, oh, I thought he was a wrestler just because he had so many abs. God. But then she's really disappointed. I can't imagine she was really thrilled to be in a movie again with Triple H. <laughs> well, but, but Triple H was the best part of Blade Trinity. If you have you guys seen it? No, I couldn't stomach it. It was he was the best part of the movie. Are you yeah, being sarcastic. No, I'm not being sarcastic. I never saw it. He gets shot in the eye with a with a crossbow bolt, <laughs> and then later on the bad guys are having this meeting, and he has either the arrow is still in his face or his eye is all swollen shut or whatever. And they're like, hey, so we've had a couple of setbacks. And Triple H's line, and he delivers it perfectly, is like, setbacks? We're getting ass fucked out there. <laughs> you know, you're basically talking shit on Wesley Snipes. That guy's crazy. He will come after you and fight you because you know, you're saying Triple H was better than him. He was better than him. In that I'll, I'll say, Wesley Snipes can be as crazy as he wants. I love Blade 2 and I love Blade 1, but Blade 3, it was Triple H's movie. Well, speaking of ass fuck, there's a Hulk Hogan porno coming out. <laughs> hey, how about my transitions today, guys? They're this really is what good. You missed. You missed these great transitions. I do. I tried to do some myself while you were gone, but I'm nowhere near as good as you. <laughs> the smoothness. I don't think you had the smoothness of these transitions, Mm-mm. Scott. No, I get loud. There, there's nothing abrupt about them at all. Uh, talking about how smooth the transitions are really <laughs> ruins the momentum what? going into the next segment. It did? <laughs> yeah, what is this next segment? Oh, this is about Hulk Hogan's, well, the Hulk Hogan porn film that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, but how do we go directly from ass fucked into the... I assume, that, I assume that that occurs in you the know, Hulk Hogan No, but we were talking porn. about transitions for six minutes. Oh, jeez. Right. Let me try to transition out of this transition talk into, into the, our next subject. All right, what do you got? Uh... Hulk Hogan is a porn coming out. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> All right, so it's not Hulk Hogan's, but a, a company has made a porn film that's a parody of Hogan Knows Best. It's the official parody. That's what it says on their advertising, the official parody. Which and the makes title. you wonder it's if... It's in the title I of know. the... Does that mean that there are there are unofficial porn parodies of Hogan Knows Best? Yeah, Warrior has made a couple unofficial <laughs> Hogan porn parodies, I believe. Yeah, he probably has. <laughs> <laughs> that's Linda. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited. I think we should order this for the show. Well, let me read you guys the synopsis. Okay. Of well, that. The, yeah, that'll help uh, gauge whether it? or not we want. Before order you it. got it, you were an easy sell. Scott. I was an easy <laughs> sell. <laughs> Anytime any pornography pops up on a computer, I'm an easy sell. I'm just like, well, this is great. Where can I put my money? I've uh, lost so much money inside of my own computer just jamming it in there like a vending say, machine. You ruined my DVD drive. Uh, did I ruin it or did I make it rich? <laughs> rich with dollar bills. In this pants weddingly funny parody, Hulk Hogan has a lot more on his hands than just his wife and kids. Follow the need. For- <laughs> 
You're like a, yeah, more NPR. Like <laughs> should I read it dirtier? Is that what it is? You're like a DJ just uh, saying a, a <laughs> yeah, news item. We like we got a big contest. Uh, well, it, it says pants wetting in the first sentence. <laughs> that makes me think of something you'd read for three year olds. But okay, I'll read it more like a like like the, like I'm in a porn okay. film. In this pants weddingly funny parody, oh, Hulk Hogan has a lot more on his hands than just his wife and kids. Follow the nation's favorite wrestling hero and his super tanned reality TV family as they heat up their Florida mansion with moves you won't see in the ring. <laughs> After downing a bucket of steroids and Viagra, the Hulkster calls a hooker to calm him down, giving new meaning to the chokehold and pile driver. Meanwhile, Brooke catches hell for wearing a slutty shirt which doesn't seem to bother her boyfriend Bill, and Nick entertains Brooke's horny friend Lexi, leaving his nerdy pal Link to get it on with Linda. Can you do the... the I'm last, not done. Wait, can you do the last <laughs> with, sentence? Can you do the last sentence like a monster truck uh, announcer? Sure. With this sex craze family all living under one roof, you want to make sure you've got a ringside seat. <laughs> All right, there are a couple things that creep me out about this synopsis. Other than you reading it that way? <laughs> that was a turn-on. No, that's why I, you I, turned yourself on. That's I'm why upset that we have a glass in. table right now, I'll be honest. <laughs> I am poking out of my jorts. First of all, th- using the term pants wedding in the first sentence of an advertisement for a porn film is disgusting. That's for the ladies. Is it? Because immediately you think, oh, it's urine. Oh, wait a minute. Is oh, it? I see. Yeah. I see. I see. But pants weddingly funny. You're saying that you would laugh so hard that it would, you would have a orgasm. Well, it's better than them saying uh, "panty creaming." I think that would be just sort of throw everybody off. What about this sentence? After downing a bucket of steroids in Viagra, the Hulkster calls a hooker to calm him down, giving new meaning to the to the chokehold and pile driver. I kind of when it says bucket, I was hoping they were going to say chicken. You wait, let's see. Let's you see just want chicken. After yeah. after downing a bucket of steroids and chicken, the Hulkster <laughs> calls a hooker to calm him down. Yeah, I kind of prefer like I understand why it's steroids and Viagra, but a part of me was like, I think it would have been a more inspired choice had it been chicken. Moment of silence. Moment of silence for the dead chicken. That's not in a bucket. Dead air for the dead chicken. Well, I don't know. I can guys. Can we uh, can we make the official uh, McMahon porn parody? God. Somebody needs to. I what think you, it should be us. Would you just call it, would you just call the it? official McMahon porn parody? Not the McMahons. McMahon Triple X or uh, Grapefruit Squeezers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the genetic jackhammer. Genetic jackhammer. Actually, that was is disgusting. Great. What a terrible term. I love it. I wish I came up with it, but that is awful. Yeah, it is awful. That's a good porn porn term, though. <laughs> they could put that in the ad. Well, so are you going to get this video? I mean, you sounded like you were in. Well, if I have a lot of time to myself uh, coming up, then sure. Well, guys, while I've been gone, I've been listening to the show, and I know you've been launched a campaign to try to get Chris Masters, who has recently been released from WWE, on the show. He lives here in Los Angeles. We live here in Los Angeles. How's it been going? We've had some fans uh, sending some stuff to his official Facebook page, which turns out, after a little investigation, not his official Facebook page. This guy, I don't know who he is, but has said that it's his own page that will be official someday because he's well, talked to Chris Master's family. It's that guy's official 
fan Facebook page for Christmas. Yes. It's officially that guy. <laughs> so to our fans listening, for sure the Twitter feed, WWE Master P, is his uh, Twitter feed. Uh, but the the Facebook page is a bit of a bust. There's also well, Chris Masters. Bombard whoever you want, really. Just get it out there. Yeah, let it, uh, let it be known out there. It's a master plan, not a minor plan. Uh, hey. <laughs> there's also Chris-Masters.com, which is Chris Masters' official website. Yeah. So. Go there as well to uh, to get him on the show. But I I think he'd be a great fit for the show, guys. I don't know if he's going to come on. Why? Because it's like a sauna in here? Be- no, because <laughs> it is very hot. But because I think that he's hoping to get rehired by WWE. By doing his own We're a launching uh, pad. And so he wants to lay low. That's right. He wants to lay low like Jim Duggan and the Iron Sheik did in 87 when they got busted with cocaine in the back of their car. And they and the people yep. from WWF told him, "Hey, just lay low, and you might come back in a little while." But Masters is innocent. He did nothing wrong. That's true. He did nothing wrong except for look great in that SummerSlam commercial. <laughs> <laughs> is it a crime to look that good? For some people, yes. You know, we could make. Here's what we could do with Chris Masters. We could make a new commercial, a higher Chris Masters commercial, where we do the same thing. We're in Los Angeles. We can go to the beach. And yes. we can have all of us coming out of the water. Yes. And Chris Masters coming out of the water. And yes. then you will have no choice but to hire the guy back. Yep. Because of how great he looks. Yep. And how great we don't look Making in comparison him look to him. Better. Mm-hmm. But I'm on board. I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I will join the cause. And I will help to try to get Chris Masters on this show. Yeah. So thank you for your support, uh, those who have done it so far. Yes. Uh, Rodney and, and Neil. And uh, hopefully the support continues. And this uh, keeps snowballing. And hopefully everything will work out without any legal action. Eric Bischoff, meanwhile. Whoa! When you said legal action, I wish you didn't look at me. <laughs> he, I uh, thought we weren't going to talk about that. Eric Bischoff's got some uh, legal controversies of his own. So apparently Eric Bischoff owns a beer brand. And it's called Buffalo Bill Cody's Beer. <laughs> this is what Eric Bischoff does. He makes reality shows... He hangs out at TNA. I don't want to say he works for TNA because I'm not sure that he actually has a job there. He's just kind of like there. <laughs> He's got an office, Mark. I guess. Well, he does have an office. But him and Hogan share it. <laughs> That's true. And, I uh, hope they got that crow out of there that Sting left in the office. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> and he makes uh, he makes midget wrestling shows. He makes Scott ba- uh, dating Scott Bale reality shows. And apparently he owns Buffalo Bill Cody Beer. Eric Bischoff does. Smart business plan. Well, he thought he owned it. What? He thought he owned it until some dude in Wyoming who operates the Buffalo Bill Bar. Do you Ooh. mean Mike Darby? Yes, Mike Darby is his actual name. He owns the Buffalo Bill Bar, and he says he's been making Buffalo Bill beer since before Bischoff was making Buffalo Bill beer. And then he wants to be the exclusive bottler of Buffalo Bill beer for his Buffalo Bill beer. Bar. Who does Mike Darby think he is? Does he know Jason Hervey? <laughs> I don't think he does. I don't think he does either. No. Wait a minute. What's the beer called again? Buffalo Bill Beer. <laughs> but Eric Eric Bischoff's is called Buffalo Bill Cody Beer. Oh. Yeah. These guys should just have it out. They should, Eric is. A, Eric, I think we should get both of these beers on the show and have a taste test. There you go. That's what I think we should do. And we should determine who gets to keep the name. We should get to Vic. They don't need to take this to court. We'll be like Judge Judy. Yeah, we'll be we'll, we'll be the court. Yeah, yeah, we'll be the court. No haters on this oh, jury. Mark, you just went straight edge. That's true. Uh, oh, we'll, oh, have, we'll have to drink for you. 
Okay, all right. Let's do that. that this level will be an upcoming You can judge show. the labels and the packaging and all that. You know, you can do the aesthetics. Yeah. We did a very popular show where we uh, taste tested JR's barbecue sauce and main event mustard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what? So delicious. When we, when, we, uh, when we taste tested the sauce and mustard, we all really loved it. We brought all this food. We did an entire sh- We did a whole segment of the show. We tried it with all these different food. We thought, God, this barbecue sauce is great. And I got back from my vacation, <laughs> and I looked at my fridge, and that half a bottle of barbecue sauce is still sitting in there. And I thought, oh, maybe I didn't like it that much after all. <laughs> what? I've uh, I've consumed all of my main event mustard. Yeah, you can did? I have I your barbecue sauce? Yeah, you can have it. Because it was good. <laughs> well, gentlemen, we're almost out of time for this episode of Curtain Jerks. Any last words? Any last thoughts? I think... Chris Masters needs to come on the show. Mm -hmm. I think he needs to speak out, and there's no better place for it than here, than Curtain Jerks. I think uh, we need to hear his side of the story. I do. And we want to thank all of you new listeners to the show. we got a lot of new listeners lately, which is great. And new new likes on Facebook. New Tons follow- of fans. They like every single one of us. Well, they don't like you as much, Steve, but they That's like cool. Scott and Brett and I. Mm-hmm. And uh, but check Lo- us out. N- love. They love. <laughs> Check us out on Facebook.com slash Curtain Jerks, Twitter.com slash Curtain Jerks, and we have just launched a YouTube, and uh, we're going to be taking some of the sketches and videos from our show and uh, and putting them up on YouTube, so look for that as well. Yeah, an easy way to spread the word to your friends that don't want to commit to a full podcast episode because they think they're too good for it. Well, then we'll cut it down for you, make a little video for and you. And it's always awkward to, to be like, hey, take a listen to this. It's always easier to be like, hey, take a listen and look to this. Yeah, so if they're not ready to commit. Yep, that makes it way less awkward. <laughs> <laughs> or you could do this international sign for YouTube where you make a U with one hand and then you make a tube with both hands. Oh, that's what you were just doing to yeah. me? I thought you were threatening with a good dickening. Yeah, I'm holding a hot dog and a hot dog bun, and then I'm greasing them up. While I was talking, while I was ta- explaining the Facebook and Twitter, Steve is making these bizarre gesticulations towards me. I had no idea what he was doing. When this show's done, I'm gonna cornhole you. That was you trying to remind me to plug the new YouTube. Yeah, so you're this doing, symbol, and then this. This is why you're not the producer of the show. At first, at first, I thought you were like doing some sexual thing. And then I thought you were That's telling... That's a safe assumption. <laughs> I thought you were telling me to stretch. I was like, is the show short? Do we got to stall now? Guys, we, to be we... completely honest, I've been drinking Bischoff's Buffalo Bill <laughs> Cody beer all morning. <laughs> all right, but our YouTube videos are... If the, hey, if your friends don't want to listen to the whole 35 minutes, we've got videos, three minutes or less, excerpts from our sketches from yeah, our show. Yeah! Woo, 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 woo! All right, so check that out. And thank for thank you to all of you for listening for Curtain Jerks. And thanks to Meredith Spivey, our sound engineer producer, and everyone here at the Comedy Podcast Network. President of Nambla, Phil Ranta. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Curtain Jerks, I'm Mark Warzaka. I'm Steve Sears. I'm Scott Narver. Bye-bye. For more funny stuff for your eyes and ears, go to ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.